the second real awakening came when you and I started working together and I was telling you all my fears about losing my hair and you said well you know babies are born bald why don't you consider this a rebirth and I was just like oh yeah that's (laughs) that's cool like who gets to start over at 30 Mm -hmm. he was like I'm gonna take that so that was like my second opportunity I was like I'm gonna take that I'm gonna run with it and the day I shaved my head, June 16, I think, um, I didn't cry. I laughed. I laughed really hard. And I just love the person looking back at me. Welcome to the Life is a Healing Journey podcast by yours truly, Anushka, with a C. This podcast explores how you can create a true healthy lifestyle and Live your life to the fullest in the face of any circumstance by healing and balancing your mind, body, spirit. If you are someone that's been dealing with disharmony in any area of your life and you are committed to seeking harmony, this podcast is for you. Let's start healing. On today's podcast, we have Christian Bayon, who is a breast cancer survivor and a fellow thriver in her early 30s. She was diagnosed with stage one breast cancer at 30 years old, at the young age of 30, and experienced her whole rebirth as she went through her surgery, chemo treatments, and all the things while we work together, actually. So yes, she's also a former client of mine who's now become a really great friend. And we are collaborating together as of several months ago at this point, right? We've had like, I think, a, like four or five. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and in a monthly High Vibe Support Tribe, which is a Zoom every Thursday evening, 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. For any, huh? First Thursday. First, first Thursday. Is that what I didn't say that? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> first Thursday of every month. And it's for anyone that's either a cancer survivor or thriver that's recently been diagnosed, any caregivers or anyone really that's in the cancer journey, wherever they may be, to just really provide a place, a safe place for people to come together and create high vibes. Also, Christian, the amazing woman she is, is also one of the founders of Pink Strength, which is a local nonprofit here in local San Diego. And it's dedicated to helping and supporting others, empowering others that have that are recently diagnosed with breast cancer and actually other cancers now too, right? Aren't you guys going into that? To really redefine their life with cancer and please share more. So please introduce yourself if I missed anything and share anything else that I missed. I think you touched on all the high points. I'm just happy to be here and thank you for having me. So excited to have you. Absolutely. So what now this is this is what I always ask the guests like what was that one incident that just woke you up from the autopilot life so I think there were two but one was kind of like I kind of woke up and then the second one was like I woke up um 
but the first the first time when I really like started to get off of autopilot was when they told me obviously when I had cancer but a little bit after that when they told me it would be a six-week recovery and me before cancer was a workaholic and like I mean that genuinely like I always thought workaholic was just a funny word to describe someone who works a lot but I looked it up and it it's genuinely someone who's just addicted to work just as much as someone could be addicted to drugs or alcohol. And that was me. I just, I could never stop working. And that was my autopilot was to always be busy, always be working on something, whether it was my job or side hustles or whatever it may be. Um, that was my autopilot life. And then I started to wake up when they told me I had six months of recovery because I knew I didn't just get diagnosed because I was a bad person, which is often like what people think is like, oh, why me? I must have done something bad in my life and the universe is punishing me. Yeah, like karma or something, right? Exactly. My initial thought was like, I'm supposed to learn something here. And as much as it sucks, like I am supposed to learn something. So when they told me I had six weeks recovery, I was just like, okay, I'm not going to take those six weeks for granted. And I'm actually going to do some real soul searching to see what it is that I'm supposed to discover. Now, fast forward four weeks into recovery. I had two weeks left and I felt like nothing was going to change. And I was actually getting anxious because I was like, shoot, I'm supposed to go back to work in a couple weeks. And I just feel like if I go back to work, I'm just going to do the same things. Like, I'm just going to keep working. Like, who cares? Um, and the universe must have heard me because my oncologist calls somewhere in that fourth week and she goes, hey, so we're going to recommend chemo, which is another four to six months of recovery. And so my time got extended and that's kind of where the second like real awakening came from was I got told I had to do chemo. I was going to lose my hair and I was devastated. And that's right around the time you and I met. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, yeah, I was like genuinely like depressed when I, when we first talked. You were and really, uh, I, what I remember is you were really scared of the unknown. Yeah, you were very much like, oh, shit mode. Like, I don't know what's about to happen. Like, there was definitely I could feel a lot of fear. I yeah. remember and I remember now, like, you got this. We got this. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, call. Yeah, it was like surgery. I knew I could get through surgery. I was just like, OK, like it's a procedure. I'll be done. It's they know a, what they're doing, right? They're the experts. <laughs> I'll recover. But with chemo, it was like, I was going to feel terrible. I was going to lose all my hair, which to me meant losing my whole identity because that's how, that's how people actually identified me. They would see me in the office and they'd be like, oh, Christian's the one with the long hair and the glasses. And, you know, my hair just became like part of who I was. So it was like devastating to know I was going to lose my hair. And I wasn't sure if I could wake up in the morning and love the person looking back at me and you know like going through all this it's so important to be able to love yourself oh my gosh it's everything exactly and so 
the second real awakening came when you and I started working together and I was telling you all my fears about losing my hair and you said well you know babies are born bald why don't you consider this a rebirth and I was just like oh yeah that's (laughs) that's cool like who gets to start over at 30 Mm -hmm. and I was like I'm gonna take that so that was like my second opportunity I was like I'm gonna take that I'm gonna run with it and the day I shaved my head, June 16, I think, um, I didn't cry. I laughed. I laughed really hard. And I just loved the person looking back at me. Yeah. That's so amazing. I think yeah. those are the couple moments of getting off autopilot. Yeah, it's huge because it's like it could be so many different things, right? Because I do, I feel like mine definitely were several within like a span of six months where Mm -hmm. it was just like, oh my gosh, yes, okay, there's a tumor. Oh, okay, yes, it's stage three. Oh no, by the way, no, it's stage four. Oh yeah, you should get your embryo, right? Like all the things and you're like, yeah, my hair is like, I half the hair was gone, right? So and then you begin to embrace it. So mm-hmm. when you start embracing, right, life is a healing journey because that's the autopilot waking up multiple times, one healing after another. How do you see that your mindset shifted from like that workaholic to that's like all the way to where you're like, oh, let's create a foundation. Um, Pink strength, right? Yeah, it it shifted a lot from obviously that fear mode. Um, but I think the one thing I really learned and I still, you know, you have to actively practice the things you learn is I found balance, right? So my, my brain before all this was just like, I got to keep working. It's 5 a.m. Okay, like I got to work out. I got to do this. I got to walk the dog, X, Y, Z, work, 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 go home, do, 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 do this stuff, make dinner, go to bed on time, which I never did. And then start over the next day and do it. Like that was my brain. I couldn't, I couldn't sit still. I couldn't even meditate for like two minutes. I'd put on a meditation and then be like, screw this and turn it off. (laughs) Um, I laugh because I remember those conversations. (laughs) But now I, I really can't, like, if I really want to, I can really sit and just like have quiet and I enjoy those moments of peace. And I, I, I don't have that stress of, I have to be busy all the time anymore. And that, that was such a toxic lifestyle before, you know, and, and now I can actually just say, all right those 10 things aren't going to get done today. And that's okay. Because I'm not going to die. (laughs) I'm not going to die. Nothing like whatever breakdowns happens, happens, and I'll handle it then. But I actually deserve a break. I actually deserve to just chill and watch TV or meditate or go out shopping, whatever that that recovery moment is. Self-care, right? Self-care. You know, I actually was watching um, a reel, I think it was today, was it today or yesterday? And it was interesting. It was, you know, Mel Robbins. Mm-hmm. She's awesome. And it was this one that was like, resting shouldn't be a reward. It should be a right. Like it is our right to rest. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, more so it's just, it's productive to rest, right? Which 
the way the society has been, I mean, thankfully things are shifting and the way it's been, it's like, you have to be doing to be productive. And if you're resting, you're lazy or whatever those stupid stories were, right? Mm -hmm. Now it's like, let's create new ways of living because the body needs that, (laughs) right? Definitely. And that's what I think of my whole journey is like my body was telling me, hey, you got to slow down and you actually have to like learn to take breaks and learn to find balance and that's kind of why, like, in one sense, I am grateful for my cancer, because if I didn't have that, I would have just kept going. Mm-hmm. And who knows, you know, if I ever would have caught it, if I was paying close enough attention at the time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's why I say cancer is a gift, because it can really, truly wake you up when you look at it that way. Right. Yeah. It's all about how you view it. And I mean, speaking of body, though, so you mentioned like, did you notice like symptoms or were like, for me, for instance, I had the whispers, right? I was having those little headaches and then they just got, got like worse and worse. Right. And I kept pushing through and drinking and doing all the things I shouldn't be doing that were unhealthy. So I'm curious, like, did you have such experience with your body at all? Nope. There was no indication. There's no family history. Um, at least at the time we thought there was no family history, but we're starting to notice cancer in our family now. Um, no, there was no reason for me to think I had cancer or any of that. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, just to add to that. So it's interesting. Cause like a lot of people are like, yes, there's cancer in our family. And, you know, every single person creates cancer cells, every single yeah. person. So it's truly in every person yet. It's just a matter of the lifestyle, the environment, and all the things that have the cancer actually take over the body, which yeah. then it makes you think like, okay, what can I do to prevent that from happening? Right? Yeah. And I actually think statistically, at least for breast cancer, it's like 80% of men, because men can have breast cancer too, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. men and women diagnosed under the age of 40, it's not hereditary. It's mm-hmm. all environmental, which means it could be how you handle stress. It could be uh, over-nurturing. Over-nurturing. <laughs> yeah, breast cancer is associated with over-nurturing, that, which is something we've learned. Yeah. Yeah, it's really interesting because I remember that was one of the first questions I asked you was where do you feel that you're over-nurturing, whether it's like your spouse or family or whatever it is. And it was just like a like. Oh, yeah, totally. I'm, I'm that way. It was work was a big part of it. Yes, definitely. I do. I remember that. I know it's crazy. It's like, what? Yeah, a little over two years ago at this point. Mm-hmm. So on an energy standpoint, when it comes to like your vibration, like were you low vibing? And now do you notice a difference when it comes to your like energy yeah I mean pre-cancer all low vibes I'd say maybe like 10 percent. there was some high vibing moments but I was so unaware of them um and then during cancer you're like you're gonna go through your ups and downs I'd say I had more ups than downs though because of the work we had done to really accept where I was you know when it when things got hard I just I embraced that 
you know, I, I really tried to feel through my feelings because that's something I'd never done before. And I actually move through the low vibes a lot faster when you can accept them for what they are. And then you eventually get to the high vibes. I'd say 80% of my journey was probably high vibing. And then now I can actually tell when I'm one or the other and when I need that reset and that when that introvert is just like, (laughs) you need to take a step back. Yeah. Whereas before, did you have any awareness of that? Oh, not at all. Again, it's at that. That's the autopilot. That's you were totally clueless. Yeah. And so it's funny because I remember that when we were talking, that was like my thing. I was like, I'm going to get you to cry. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's everybody's thing with me still they're still trying to get me to cry I know but I got I got some tears out of you I do remember that oh, yeah. I got sure. some tears out of you and so and it's like I, I feel like especially because what's your purpose my purpose is vulnerability yes <laughs> and you've been embracing that yeah yeah and I notice on you know, now after cancer, when I'm not embracing it, you know, and I'm resisting it, because that just naturally happens from time to time. That's when things are really hard. That's when I'm low vibing, when I don't want to share with anyone, when I feel like I have to keep everything bottled up and not be vulnerable. That's when I notice the shift to low vibes. Totally. Well, that's also when the ego takes over. Mm-hmm. the survival mechanisms and all that where it's like let's go into protection mode and you know survival mode and all the things and and then of course then drops the vibe for sure yeah so do you prefer to be this way in life the low vibing or the high vibe the high vibing the way you are now like who you are now with your rebirth oh yeah who I am now is just so different. Like, I don't recognize who I am. My five-year-old self is probably super proud of me. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> and probably like, who the heck is she? Uh, no, yeah, I, I I love when I'm just high-vibing and things are just going smoothly. Or they're not going smoothly, but they just kind of brush off the shoulder when you're high-vibing. Mm-hmm. And it's like looking at life as it doesn't need to be, it's not supposed to be 100% high-vibing because that's the whole right. purpose of us experiencing all the emotions too, right? Otherwise, we wouldn't, we'd like actually take granted the high-vibing moments if it was always high-vibing because it would just be like nothing different, right? Exactly. So share with me some, and everybody that's listening, some like challenge, some other challenges that you went through during your journey. Uh, let's see. The hair was a big one. Like that. Yeah. I just remember when my doctor said it and I was just terrified from that moment until we actually talked about it, which was like weeks, I think. Um, oh, let me tell you. And I, I might, I must've told you already, but it, I had to like cut my hair in stages. I think I told you already. Yeah, you told me that. And because I was like halfway bald. So I first got this haircut where it was like a comb over. <laughs> a straight comb over <laughs> until I finally was like, oh, we have emotions in our hair. Okay, let's go. <laughs> you know? So that was yeah. like part of it. But everybody's journey looks different when it comes to hair. Yeah. So what else? What are there some other challenges? Um, there were some physical things during chemo that that was, or even, uh, the surgery was hard just Mm. 
the way so some people get expanders before they get implants assuming they go the route of having a mastectomy and that was really painful Mm. Um, I share about that too because I know you did the double mastectomy and it wasn't necessarily it was like more of like your choice dramatic yeah, it was yeah. the book answer for my diagnosis was to get a lumpectomy and do radiation. And a lumpectomy is just removing the tumor, essentially, um, and just making sure it's out of the body. And that's what the surgeons were recommending. I, I got two two opinions and they both said the same thing. But it was the second guy who said, you know, off the record, if this was my sister, my my mom, my aunt, whoever... I understand why you want a double mastectomy, which is removing all the breast tissue and the tumor. Um, and for me, the double mastectomy just felt right. You know, I, I got this young and I just wanted to make sure it wasn't going to come back. Um, and even if, even though the percentages, I think of it coming back, wasn't that different between a lumpectomy or mastectomy, it was it was just for peace of mind, knowing that, hey, it can't come back, can't really come back here. There's a small percentage that it can, but it's unlikely now. And yeah, that was, it was my peace of mind why I did that. But then the recovery from it was a lot rougher than a mastectomy or a lumpectomy would have been. Mm. Yeah, I had to sleep at an angle for like weeks. I couldn't lay down flat or anything. I couldn't lay on my side or any of that. And so sleeping was really hard. Luckily, there were a lot of heavy drugs in the beginning to help. Um, and this is before you got the expanders too, right? Or is that, you know, that they- happened at the same time? See, I, this is how clueless I am about how breast cancer, <laughs> how breast cancer is. It can happen at the same time. Sometimes okay. it doesn't. Um, but yeah, they were able to put expanders the day they took out the breast tissue, they put in expanders at the same time. So expanders are, are, they're kind of like implants, but they're not filled. And so the point of doing an expander is to give your skin time to heal after surgery and then slowly Mm -hmm. extend it after that. And since I had been small my whole life and I haven't had kids, so my skin's never really expanded beyond what it was um they had to kind of take that in stride and expand Mm -hmm. it slowly some women they can do it right away it's a little bit more risky to put the implant in um but not everyone will do that so Hmm. oh challenges yep so So many physical challenges were not fun yeah but I knew I could get through those yeah you did great so what about wins talking about challenges there's got to be lots of wins too right so what are some wins that you can think of during the journey um you don't even how how did you thrive from it right like wins thrive yeah go ahead you thought of something go for it (laughs) I like that. <laughs> it was just gonna say, so like it's. I will be very clear that a mastectomy is not a boob job. 
Some people are offended when people say that. I have to make jokes out of things. It's the only way I can get through stuff. Um, Yeah. So when I was like, oh, my boobs are killing me. Great. Um, I'm just going to get rid of them and get new ones. And I was just like, oh, maybe I'll go a little bigger. Like, I don't need to go that big, but maybe I can go bigger. And (laughs) my plastic surgeon is doing her consult with me. And I think it's like the first time we talk and she goes, yeah, you're not really going to get bigger. You're just going to be at like your baseline. And I was like, dang it. (laughs) Should I just get a lump back to me then? (laughs) And then it's like, nope, the point is to try and get rid of all the cancer. (laughs) Um, You're like, come on, a little bit something. I know. I was like, I'm going to get something out of it. But yeah, um, I feel you. Trust me. I feel you. Yeah. So the win out of that specific incident was after they had filled the expanders and, you know, when it came to what size the implants were going to be, it, I am a little bigger than I used to be. Oh, okay. Well, that is a great one. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. But I'd say a lot of the big wins are reconnecting and with a lot of people I had lost connections with. Just, you know, over time, you know, you don't talk to everybody from high school anymore or, you know, different family members. And as I shared my journey, because I decided to share it publicly through social media, you know, old friends, old classmates, family I had never met before would start to message me. And I started to learn about the impact I would have on them. And you know, I had an old coworker message me saying she had been following my story. I worked with her, mind you, maybe like six months or less at one of my first jobs ever. And she randomly messaged me somewhere in my treatment. And she goes, you know, I've been following your story. And I randomly checked myself because often at our age, yes, we're told to check ourselves and do regular breast exams, but we don't do that. Um, And she said she randomly checked herself, found a lump, and then she found out that it's an incredibly rare type of breast cancer. Like, oh, wow. I'm not quite sure if today she's still in treatment because the doctors don't know how to treat it. It's, that's, that's how crazy. rare it is wow. or if she's like out of it because they've done all they can um so yeah she she messaged me and I'd say messages like that where people would start to reach out to me because they found me on YouTube or they found me on social media and they just saw I was sharing um those are the wins because when I was diagnosed and looking for that kind of support or just someone to bounce ideas off of and ask questions. There was no one in my age group. It was really hard to find. And then when I did find them, they just seemed so far away. Mm. Like, oh, they're part of that organization and such a corporate organization that I'm not even sure I can relate with them. Um, and, And so to be able to share my story and connect with different women one on one, was probably a big highlight for me. That's yeah, that's huge. And and like you, I remember I went to one support group and then I said, never again. That's when I came up with the idea of high vibe support tribe because it literally like lowered my vibe going there. 
I was by far the youngest person. Like I was 36 and everybody else was like at least, at least 10 years, if not more older than me. So, I mean, it was like very much, and that's one thing with glioblastoma, they say usually people in older ages get it. Now I've heard of kids even, right? Like, I mean, even any cancer, I mean, at any point in life, right? Mm-hmm. Like almost like there's no uh, age discrimination in a sense when it comes to cancer. So, well, do you feel that you have embraced life as a healing journey? I have. Yeah, I definitely have. And I have to remind myself when I'm frustrated and the ego <laughs> takes over that life is a healing journey and there's just something unhealed in that moment. And that's for me to discover and learn in that moment. But yeah, yeah I really embraced life is always going to be a healing journey. It's never going to be a, oh, I healed that and I'm done. There's always something more to uncover. Yeah, something deeper underlying. I even just the last couple of weeks I've been noticing. I'm like, ooh, I didn't even know this wound was still there. You know, So it's like, that's why I'm always telling people, like, if you're getting triggered, well, what is it within you that's getting triggered by another person, right? Rather than blaming others for your own shit. Really, and healing it because life is a healing journey. Mm-hmm. Well, so what's coming up? Let's share more about Pink Strength. What's coming up? Because something exciting is happening. Pink Strength is ultimately like the biggest win out of my whole journey of yes, <laughs> being a nonprofit from nothing. Absolutely uh, zero. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, so Pink Strength is a local nonprofit here in San Diego. Um, primarily we support breast cancer patients under 40, but obviously if anyone comes to us with support, whether they're over 40, different cancer, we're going to do whatever we can to help them. Our mission is to really help them redefine their life with cancer, which is something, you know, I kind of learned along the way, especially when we were working together, like you can redefine what this looks like. Um, and so, We do that a lot of different ways. We have care packages. I just dropped one off yesterday for a chemo patient. Um, We do our high support Zoom calls with you, uh, which we collab on. We have our breast cancer WhatsApp where all the girls just chat, um, share share their war stories and their scars and their wins. Uh, We do a lot. We do a lot of- A vision board. Vision boards. We did actually the last high vibe support try. We actually did that. It's something new. And I mean, it's something very powerful though. Yeah. I'd say the one thing that sets pink strength apart from like other organizations I've seen is we do try to focus on different aspects of health, the mind, body, spirit, right? We gave a care package that includes the vision boards, which Mm -hmm. is a mental health tool to really have you envision a future to live into. That was something I learned from you. I learned from another survivors to envision the future that you want to live into. Mm-hmm. And so we give them this reusable vision board from my friend's company, shout out to the Incredible Boards team. Um, and they can put whatever they want on there to really live into that future. So that's one of the things we put in there, you know, the body part, we try to give them things that'll help them through their chemo, like the cold cap and the cold Mm -hmm. gloves 
socks to help with neuropathy and things like that. Because if we take away as many little worries as possible, and like when you're going through it, these are not little worries, but if we can take away as many things as we can on our road to growing, like that's what we're going to try and do with patients. So all the different things. Yeah, it's amazing. And the amount of people you've all helped, uh, what it takes to create all these different events, Mm -hmm. it takes a, it takes a team. It takes a village and you have, you have that behind you. You have like a village behind you that are volunteering their time. Yes. I'd say our volunteers, the team is just, they're so amazing. And Honestly, most of them have not experienced cancer. Maybe they're caregivers or they're one degree away from someone who had cancer, but just the amount of love and support we get from the community that's not part of the cancer world is is amazing. And we do put on a lot of events so that we can like all meet and all educate around cancer under 40 and just connect because again, that was something I couldn't find. Mm-hmm. you're the closest person to my age <laughs> I know <laughs> I know <laughs> um but yeah we do a lot of that and we actually have a big event coming up October 1st mm-hmm. uh, for those our- locals in San Diego mark your calendars October mark your calendars. third annual fundraiser it's called Imua um Imua is Hawaiian to move forward with strength or to move forward and with strength, we kind of added. And that's um, I-M-U-A, right? Imua. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. So mark your calendars. It'll be a fun family event. Bring your kids, bring your dog. We're just going to meet and honor um, cancer survivors, people who have been impacted by it, and just have a good time. It's just a good time to get together um, and just connect. Yes. And how can people find you and Pink Strength? So people can find me on Instagram. It's Christian Grace B is my handle. And that's Christian with a K, not a CH. Um, And for Pink Strength, you can also find us on Instagram at pinkstrength.sd for San Diego. And you can check out our website at pinkstrength.org. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Christian, for being it my guest and a great friend of mine. I'm so grateful for you and for having you in my life. And we're going to go do some rage, (laughs) rage, rage room stuff in a week or two. I don't remember. It's in my calendar somewhere. So that said, anyone that's listening, if you got a rage room in your city, go do it, go and release some of that anger because emotions are meant to be released and not in suppressed or repressed or whatever get it out get it out again thanks for having thing i say that every time thanks for having me no <laughs> thanks for joining me <laughs> thank you for having me <laughs> and stay tuned for uh or subscribe to not miss next week's episode on the mind thanks so much everybody thank you for listening to life is a healing journey podcast You are here to peel and heal one layer at a time, to live your life to the fullest in the face of any circumstance, while embracing a life filled with love, joy, and peace. 
If you are in disharmony in any area of your life and truly desire to be in harmony and committed to elevating your health and well-being, I'm one click away. Find me at healingwithanushka.com. And remember, that's Anushka with a C. And if you like what you heard, please subscribe and share this podcast with your loved ones. Get your healing on. Until next time. Thank you.